بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا أما بعد يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء وتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أما بعد Dear beloved ikhwah We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Wa na'hmaduhu That he has given us this opportunity To Be from those who Are trying to study The hadith of Ar-Rasul Sallallahu alayhi wa sallama As this is from the most noble of ventures that one studies the hadith of the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One studies the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the people of hadith, the people of hadith, the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has praised them. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, La Yazalu Ta'ifatum min Ummati, Zahirina ala al Haq, La Yadurruhum man Khalafahum, Wala man Kadalahum, Hatta Yeti Amrullah. But he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that there would not cease to be a people from my Ummah who are apparent upon the truth, clear upon the truth. Those who oppose them, or those who infiltrate within them will not harm them until Allah's affair comes. And this is the people of Hadith. As Imam al-Bukhari, rahimullah ta'ala, he said, إِن لَمْ يَكُونُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ الْحَدِيثِ لَأَدْرِ مَنْهُمْ Or كَمَا قَالُ rahimullah. And if he said that if it's not from yani those Ta'ifatul Mansura, that saved group, if they are not from the people of Hadith, I don't know who they are. Yani if they are the people of Hadith, 
the people who study the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and implement the aqeedah based upon the hadith and implement the ibadat based upon the hadith and, and, and get close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala based upon the hadith Ahlul hadith Ahlul athar the people of narrations the people who hold the narrations of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tight and this is an important step that one may takes in establishing the knowledge of the hadith of Rasul sallallahu by studying books such as this studying books such as Arba'in and Nawawiyah the 40 hadith that was authored by a Nawawi that was authored by a Nawawi rahimullahu ta'ala and many ulama have explained this amazing compilation of hadith these 40 hadith these 40 narrations ascribed to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and the name of this book is al arba'una al nawawiya al arba'una al nawawiya and this is what it's known as the 40 hadith of al nawawi and Al-Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala he called it Al-Arba'ina fi mabani al-Islami wa qawaid al-Din Al-Arba'ina fi mabani al-Islami wa qawaid al-Din and that is the 40 hadith 40 yani 40 narrations with the from the fundamentals of the religion of Islam and the foundations of the religion from the fundamentals and that which the Islam is built upon and the foundations of the religion and then it he gathered rahimullah and now we 40 odd hadith narrations of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he considers to be from the Ummahat the fundamental narrations as it pertains to the usul of the religion as it pertains to the fundamentals of the religion this is the first point that we wanted to mention and that is the kitab about the book the second point is the Asuhad al-kitab the origin of this book, Arba'in Anawiya. The origin of this book is mentioned by Ibn Rajab, Rahimullah Ta'ala, who incidentally was from the ulama that made the sharh and explanation of 40 hadith. He said that this book, 40 hadith, initiated by and it was initiated originally by an imam al-hafiz abu amrin ibn salah that is ibn salah he dictated certain narrations in a sitting and he called these narrations al-ahadith al-kulliyah al-ahadith al-kulliyah 
يعني comprehensive narrations comprehensive narrations جمع فيها الأحاديث الجوامع التي يقال أن أن مدار الدين عليها Ibn Rajab he said that Ibn Salah gathered in this dictation to his uh, students narrations that are comprehensive narrations that the religion revolves around. وَمَا كَانَ فِي مَعْنَاهَا مِنَ الْكَلِمَاتِ الْجَامِعَةِ الْوَجِيزَةِ مِنَ الْكَلِمَاتِ الْجَامِعَةِ الْوَجِيزَةِ he gathered in it with those narrations that have meanings that are comprehensive and succinct. That are comprehensive and succinct. Yani wajiza. Huh? That are summarized. That are concise. Fashtamala majlisahu. Hada ala sittatin wa ishrina haditha. And in this, in this sitting of Ibn Salah, he gathered about 26 narrations. Rahimullah. And then after this, Imam al Nawi, Thumma inna al Nawawi, Rahimullah, Akhadha hadhi al-Hadith, Allati amlaha Ibn Salah, Wa zada alayha tamama ithnaini wa arba'ina haditha. And these 26 narrations that were gathered by Ibn Salah and Nawawi rahimullah ta'ala he took these narrations that were dictated by Ibn Salah to the students and he completed and he added narrations to it and completed it to be 42 narrations and after this he called his compilation 40 hadith Naam 40 hadith initially was 26 from that which Imam uh, the, that which Adnawi rahimullah ta'ala he took from the sitting of uh, Ibn Salah and then this book became well known as 40 hadith وَاشْتَهْرَتْ هَذِي الْأَرْبَعُونَ الَّتِي جَمَعَهَا this 40 odd narrations that now we finally compiled became well known. وَكَثُرَ حِفْظُهَا This hadith, many people memorized it. وَنَفَعَ اللَّهُ بِهَا بَارَكَةً نِيَّةُ جَامِعِهَا بَارَكَةً نِيَّةُ جَامِعِهَا and with the good intention of the one who gathered it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he blessed this book, 40 hadith, that the ulama explained it, and the students of knowledge memorized it, and in the schools they've been taught, and in durus they've been explained, and in, 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 in uh, dawrat and, and, and uh, seminars, They've been based upon this 40 hadith. It's from the barakah, from the blessings uh, that Allah has placed upon the compilation of these 40 hadith. The third affair that I wanted to mention regarding this 
40 hadith is the manhaj of the mu'allif is his methodology in compiling this hadith manhaj al-mu'allif fi kitabihi and the methodology and the manhaj of a nawi rahimahullah ta'ala in gathering this and now he said it himself Al-tazm fi hadhi al-arba'in an takuna sahiha He said that in this 40 hadith I work hard for these narrations to be authentic to be sahiha and that is that he he's saying that there isn't any hadith fi kitabihi hadith marfud there isn't a narration in his book that is the narrations that are rejected but in reality we find that in this 40 hadith that there are some weak narrations that are placed in this 40 hadith as the ulama have explained and ta'ala, we will clarify some of these weak narrations, some of these weak ahadith, when the time comes for us to study those narrations. The fourth affair that I want to mention, Lamun Rabi, is the intent behind writing this book. That intent that called a Nawawi to compile this book of hadith. To compile this book hadith of hadith. And he mentions this in his Muqaddimah or Muqaddimah. Muqaddimah or Muqaddimah. Both are the same. A Nawawi, he says that. He wanted to get the barakah, the yunal, barakah taqawli nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, nadar allahu abdan sami'a maqalati fawa'aha wa hafidaha, thumma addaha ila man lam yasma'aha, farubba hamilin fiqhin ghayru faqih, warubba hamili fiqhin إِلَى مَنْ هُوَ أَفْقَهُ مِنْهُ Where he said that he intended to gain the barakah from the statement of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama where he said may the slave be illuminated and his face be brightened may his face be brightened the one who semiya maqalati who hears my narrations, yani the messenger's narrations, the messenger is saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then he understands it. And then he memorizes it. And then he transmits it. To the one that doesn't, hasn't heard it. For maybe the one who has the fiqh, who memorizes it, does not understand. And does not have proper, uh, full understanding. And maybe the one who transmits it, transmits it to, to one who has more fiqh, who has more understanding than him. So we have the first, so in this hadith, Nawi rahimahullah ta'ala, he intended to be from those whose faces are illuminated. Nadarallahu abdan, and that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make bright the face of a slave. Who hears Semiya Maqalati? So he hears it, number one. 
he memorize, understands it. Number two, he memorizes it. Number three, thum adaha, and he transmits it. Number four, so he hears the hadith, he understands the hadith, he memorizes the hadith, and he transmits the hadith. Now this is the way we have to be as the people of hadith. We hear the hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We get the fiqh of the hadith. And we memorize the hadith. And we transmit the hadith. Kama Samir. And another narration. Like it was transmitted to him. This is what we have to do. And this hadith is authentic. Sahahu Shaykh Al-Albani fi Jami Sagheer. Shaykh Al-Albani authenticated in Jami Sagheer. Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. Now, so the reason why and the main reason why Anawi Rahimahullahu Ta'ala, he authored this book is for him to attain the reward and blessing from following that hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that call, that dua that he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he made for the one who studies his hadith and transmits it, memorizes it and understands it, memorizes it transmits it that his face will be brightened this is a dua that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he made and this is that dua that caused and now we, rahimullah ta'ala, to uh, compile this 40 hadith. To compile this 40 hadith. Now, after this, barakallahu feekum, we start the first narration that Anawi rahimullah ta'ala, he mentions in uh, this 40 hadith. And we will, uh, inshallah, base... Uh, the Sharh, the explanation of this hadith on the works of Shaykh Al Alama Abdurrahman Al Sa'idi, Ta'ala, and Shaykh Al Alama Muhammad ibn Salih Al Uthaymeen, and also Ibn Rajab will mention some benefits from the explanation of. Jamil Alum Hikam from uh, Ibn Rajab Rahimullah Ta'ala as it pertains to this hadith or these narrations, these ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam. So we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to give us tawfiq in this regard and that we study this hadith and understand this hadith as. The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam transmitted it to his Sahaba and the Sahaba transmitted it to their students with Sidq and with Ikhlas and sincerity and that we do this for the face of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Naam So the first hadith Barakallahu Feekum is the hadith and Umar yani Umar ibn Khattab رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إنما الأعمال بالنيات وإنما لكل امرئ ما نوى فمن كانت هجرته 
ഇലാഹി വറസൂലിഹി ഫഹിജറത്തുഹു ഇലാഹി വറസൂലിഹി മമൻ കാനത് ഹിജറത്തുഹു ലിദ്ദുന്യാ യുസിബുഹാ ഔ ഇമ്റഅതിൻ യൻകിഹുഹാ ഫഹിജറത്തുഹു ഇലാ മാ ഹാജറാ ഇലൈഹി റവാഹുൽ ബുഖാരി വമുസ്ലിം and that is that he said an umar that narration an umar al khutab radiyallahu an that he heard the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said that verily actions are by intentions and for every individual is that which he intended so whoever migrates makes hijra to allah and his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam then his migration is to allah and his messenger and whoever's migration is for the dunya to attain it or a woman to marry her then his migration is that for that which he migrated for or to rawahu al bukhari and muslim naam regarding this hadith we're going to mention a few benefits that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us and give us the tawfiq to understand and increase in understanding and application and implementation and nutqatul ula the first point nuqtatul ula nuqtatul ula the first point is manzilatul hadith the station of this hadith yani what do the ulama of hadith say regarding the status of this hadith this called hadith of inna ma al-a'malu bin-niyat abdurrahman abdurrahman ibn mahdi rahimullah he said law sannaftu al-abwab laj'altu haditha umara fi al-a'mali bin-niyat في كل باب he said rahimullah that if i was to chapterize or author a book and i it had chapters i would make this hadith of umar ibn khattab fi al-a'mal regarding the actions and intentions fi kull bab in every chapter and this is the way of the ulama that they would use this hadith as to be uh, a chapter opening on an opening for their book and imam al-bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala did this and an-nawawi rahimahullah followed this and abdurrahman mahdi rahimahullah ta'ala was from the foremost of those who mentioned the importance of making this hadith be the first hadith that is in the books or in the chapters law sanaftu al-abwab wa laj'altu haditha ibn umar fi al-a'mal bin-niyah fi kulli bab na'am and also imam al-imam al-shafi'i rahimullah he said that the hadith of umar ibn khattab thuluth al-islam wa yadkhulu fi 70 baban min al-fiqh he said rahimullah al-shafi'i that it is a third of islam a third of islam this hadith and in it there are 
chapters of fiqh. Allahu Akbar. Sabi'ina baban min al fiqh. 70 chapters that is, is, uh, ex- can be extracted, or 70 chapters or affairs of fiqh that can be extracted from this hadith. Innahu thulth al Islam. وَيَدْخُلُ فِي سَبْعِينَ بَابًا مِنَ الْفِقْرِ And it's involved in 70 affairs, masail, and issues of fiqh. Allahu Akbar. And Abu Dawood, rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, إِنَّهُ نِصْفُ الْإِسْلَامِ He said that it's half of Islam. Because the deen, إِمَّ ظَاهِرٌ وَهُوَ الْعَمَلُ أَوْ بَاطِنٌ he said, because the religion, the deen, is of two things, two categories. Either that which is apparent, any from the actions, or that which is concealed, any with the niyyah, with the intention. And this hadith is regarding niyyah, so it is the nisful Islam. It is half of Islam, as Islam, he's saying here, is of two categories. The category within Islam dealing with those apparent actions that is dahir al-amal and secondly that which is dealing with those affairs that are hidden and concealed yani batin wa and that is the intentions and that is the intentions and also Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah ta'ala as we mentioned he began his chapters in his in this in this uh, uh, in his compilation of hadith with uh, and likewise he mentioned this hadith in seven places Imam al-Bukhari he mentioned this hadith in seven places in the Sahih the first place is in Awl Kitabihi which is the beginning of his book and then he mentions it in Iman, in the book of Iman. And then he mentions it in Al-Iqq, Emancipation. And then he mentions this hadith again in the, in the chapter pertaining to Hijrah. And he mentions it again in the chapter pertaining to Al-Nikah. ثُمَّ فِي تَرْكِ الْحَيْلِ ثُمَّ فِي الْأَيْمَانِ وَنُذُورِ Imam Bukhari, ta'ala, he mentions it in all of these chapters. Al-Hayal, Thumma fil Ayman wa Nudur. In making oaths. And Imam Bukhari, he began this hadith, or his compilations of hadith in Sahih Bukhari, with Innamal A'malu bin Niyat. The second point we're going to mention regarding this hadith is the Ta'rif al-Rawi. And that is talking about the narrator of this hadith, and that's Umar ibn Khattab, radiyallahu anhu. Who is this narrator that's narrated this amazing hadith? He is Umar ibn Khattab, Amir al-Mu'mineen, Wathani al-Khulafai al-Muslimin, al-Faruq, Rahimu radiyallahu anhu rahimah, radiyallahu anhu wa rahimah. And that is that he is Umar ibn Khattab, Amir al-Mu'mineen is called. The second Khula Khalifa, the second from the Khulafa of the Muslims, after Abu Bakr, al-Siddiq, Al Faruq, the one who distinguish who 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 makes uh, who, who who has uh, the strength and the quwa uh, 
in that he himself distinguishes between the haq and batil. Radiyallahu anhu. And he, radiyallahu anhu, he became a Muslim in the Senate al Khamisa or Sadisa after the sending of the Messenger وسلم, by six or five years, Umar al-Khattab embraced Islam. So he's from the foremost of those who embraced Islam. And in his Islam, he gave honor to the Muslims. And he was from the closest of the companions of the Messenger And he died in the year 23 and he was buried next to the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and abu bakr in the house of aisha radiyallahu and he was the khalifa for 10 years and some months and some days radiyallahu anhu and he was from the first of those who gave the Islamic date, the Hijra, Hijra, yani the Tariq al Hijriya. He was from the he was the first one to make official the Islamic dates in its usage. Radiyallahu an. And he narrated from the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam five hundred and thirty nine hadith. Khamsa hadith wa tisatun wa thalathuna haditha. 539 uh, 539 narrations of the Messenger sallallahu wa sallam. Naam. And from those narrations, Bukhari Muslim hadith. 26 narrations of Umar al-Khattab have been agreed upon by Bukhari Muslim. When Farad al-Bukhari bi arba'ati wa thalathina and Bukhari on his own narrated uh, 34 narrations on Umar on himself without Muslim. And Muslim individually narrated 21 narrations that are not found in Bukhari and Umar ibn Khattabi radiyallahu anhu. Point number three is the Lataif of the Isnad. Is the sweetness that we can take or some benefits that we can take regarding the isnad regarding the chain of this hadith or the chain of hadith that's in this uh, narration and that is that it's known that it's Yahya ibn Sa'id uh, who said akhbarani Muhammad ibn Ibrahim taymi annahu samia alqamah ibn waqas al-layfi yaqul samia'tu Umar al-Muqattab radiyallahu anhu ala al-manbar qal Samiatu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul al-hadith And that is that in the chain of narration There is Yahya ibn Sa'id al-Ansari Yahya ibn Sa'id al-Ansari Who said that I was informed by Muhammad ibn Ibrahim al-Taymi Muhammad ibn Ibrahim al-Taymi Who said that, I, that he heard from al-Qamah Ibn Waqqas Al-Qamah Ibn Waqqas Al-Layfi Who in turn said That he 
heard Umar ibn Khattab radiyallahu anhu say on the member that the messenger sallallahu he heard the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say Al-Hadith, verily actions are by intentions. In this Isnad, there is Lataif. There are some interesting points that can be made regarding those narrators that are the narrators of this Hadith in all of the authentic uh, uh, chains as it relates to this Hadith. The first is that they're all from the Tabi'een. Yahya ibn Sa'id, Muhammad Ibrahim Al-Taymi, Al-Qama ibn Waqqas, they are all from the Tabi'een. They are all from the first generation. And this is Tabi'een, Riwayat Tabi'i and Tabi'i. Riwayat Tabi'i and Tabi'i. And that is the Tabi'i narrating from or to another Tabi'i. And the same generation narrating from one another. So all of them are from the first, second generation. Yani the, the followers of the Sahaba radiyallahu anhum. The second Latifa interesting thing about this Isnad is that they are all from the people of Medina. All of these narrate, narrators in this Isnad al Madaniyun. They're the people of Medina. Allahu Akbar. So they're all Madaniyun. They're all the people of Medina. And they're all from the Tabi'i, and that is Yahya ibn Sa'id, Al-Ansari, Muhammad ibn, ibn, Muhammad ibn Ibrahim Taymi, and Al-Qama ibn Waqqas, Al-Laythi, all of them are from Medina, all of them are from Medina, Nam. After this we began some benefits that we can take from this hadith. Some benefits that we can take from this hadith. The first benefit that we can take in this hadith is the importance of al-ikhlas. Innam al-a'malu bin-niyat. That actions are by intentions. And that in this hadith it shows the importance of ikhlas and sincerity. And that every action that we do has to be upon good intention. And it has to be sincere for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ مُخْلِسِينَ لَهُ دِينَ They have not been commanded except to worship Allah alone from His religion. And worship is a'mal. And ikhlas is niyyah, is an intention. And worship is actions, the heart, tongue, and the limbs. إِنَّمَا الْعَمَالُ بِالنِّيَاتِ Actions are by intentions. The second benefit that we can take from this hadith is that there isn't an action except it has a specific intention. There isn't an action that anyone does except that there is a niyyah. Innama al-a'malu bin-niyyat. Verily, indeed, your actions are restricted by your intentions. Because innama here is, is al-tufid al-hasr. Tufid al-hasr. And innama to feed al-hasr, yani restriction. Innama means that there is no action except with it is intention. So an individual said, why did you do this? No reason. That's not true. Every action has an intention. Why did you do this, brother? Limada fa'alt kada wa kada. 
La sabab illa fi sabab. There is a reason and there is an intention behind that. And the ibadat that we do, that we're doing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the knee and the intent behind it to be, it should be fundamentally to worship Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala upon al-ikhlas. Upon al-ikhlas. The second benefit that we can take from this hadith, or the third benefit that we can take from this hadith is that in this hadith is from the conditions, the first condition of the acceptance of a deed. The conditions of the acceptance of a deed. And the first condition is a niya, al-ikhlas, taken from this hadith. And that the action has to be sincerely for Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala. And the second condition is al-mutaba'ah. And is that it is in accordance to the sunnah of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. These are the two conditions. And from this the proofs for these two conditions is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and if whoever hopes for the last day whoever hopes to meet Allah then let him do, do good deeds yani according to the sunnah and does not associate any partners with his Lord in ibadah and this is ikhlas and this hadith of Umar ibn Khattab is a proof for the first condition of the acceptance of a deed. The fourth benefit that we can take from this hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, is that in this hadith is are two affairs. The first is Tamiz al Ibadat. And that is making a distinction between different types of worship. And this is mentioned by Ibn Uthaymeen, rahimullah, and other than him, those before him, like Ibn Rajab, rahimullah ta'ala. And that is that the individual in this hadith, Allah's, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, وَإِنَّمَا لِكُلِّ مَا نَوَىٰ and that is that for every individual is that which he, do, he uh, intends. So the individual, he intends to pray uh, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is that which he intended for. And he intends to pray or do ibadah for other than Allah, then for him is that which he intended. And that is the tamiz bayna ibadat. Also, in that the individual he prays a dhuhr and he has the intention to pray dhuhr, then he's rewarded with the, then his intention is based upon, or his actions is based upon that intention to pray dhuhr. But if he's praying for rakah and it's, and it's time for dhuhr and, he's, and he has his intentions for asr, his salah is invalid because his intention was not for dhuhr. And for this, every individual is that which they intended. So an individual, he fasts. 
and he his, his intention is to fast the fast of Ashura which we went through yesterday or the day before he has a niyyah intention to fast Ashura Naam, but he owes some days in Ramadan but in his intention he intended to fast the, for the month of Ashura and that's what his intention would be for not to make up those days in which he missed in Ramadan he has to have the intention for that for every individual is that which he intended and also we have in this hadith tamiz al-ibadat and adat and that is that we have this in this hadith we distinguish between acts of ibadah worship and acts that are not from worship for example an individual he sleeps and he makes this and when he sleeps his niyyah and his intention of sleeping is is for him to become stronger in order for him to fulfill obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or uh, to fulfill uh, ibadat and worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he sleeps for this reason this is his niyyah so then his sleep becomes ibadah his sleeping becomes ibadah but the individual just sleeps just because he's tired to fulfill his, his uh, tiredness then his sleep is just to fulfill his tiredness and to relieve him of his tiredness so it shows the power of this inniya, the intention that in, that this in this uh, adat, this this uh, normal practice of sleeping can be turned to ibadah because of the niyyah. Can be turned to ibadah because of the niyyah. For every individual is that which he intended, and that which we can also take from this hadith. Is that Mahalul Niyyah Hu al Qalb? And that is that the station of the intention is the heart. And that is that the intention is in the heart. Mahalul al Qalb. The intention is the heart. And this is Barakallah Fikum. The ulamas, like Ibn Taymiyyah, he says, وَلَا يُنْتَقُ بِهَا إِطْلَاقًا وَلَا يُنْتَقُ بِهَا إِطْلَاقًا And we do not profess intentions at all. It's not, part, it's, part, uh, it's not like how some individuals, they say, I'm going to pray Salatul Dhuhr for Allah on this day and this year for Allah. I'm going to, fa- I'm going to fast in this day for Allah. On this month for Allah, professing the niyyah. La, the niyyah, the intention is in the heart. The intention is in the heart. And Ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, لِأَنَّكَ تَتَعَبَّدُ لِمَنْ يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةُ الْعَعْيُونَ وَمَا تُخْفِي الصُّدُورِ Because you're worshipping the one who knows that which is hidden. 
And he knows that which is in our hearts. You don't need to spell it out. Allah knows. Allah knows that which is in your heart. Because the niyyah, mahallu al-qalb, we don't need to profess it. We don't need to say it. For verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. Qala subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya'lamu ma fi samawati wal ardi wa ya'lamu ma tusirruna wa ma tu'linun. Wallahu alimun bidhati sudur. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, that he knows that which is in the heavens and that which is in the earth. Uh, and he knows that which you hide and that which you make apparent. Wallahu alimun bidhati sudur. Allah is knowledgeable regarding that which is in the chests. Regarding that which is in the chests. He is he's knowledgeable of the sara'ir wal dhawahir. As a Sa'di, Imam Sa'di, he mentions. Abdurrahman al-Sa'di, the Shaykh of Ibn Uthaymeen, Rahimahumullah. Imam, who is the Shaykh of Al-Imam. Min al-Sara'ir wal dhawahir That he knows that which is in the, uh, that is hidden and that which is apparent. Wal ghaybi wa shahada. He knows that which is witness and that which is hidden. Wallahu alimun bidhati sudur. Allah knows that which is good in your chest. Allah knows that which is pure in your chest. And Allah knows that which is khabitha. Allah knows that which is ill and foul that is in your chest. Allah, Allah knows when niyyatu saliha. Allah knows that in pure and beautiful intention. And Allah, well, and Allah knows al-muqasida al-fasida. And Allah knows they'll sue those bad intentions. فَإِذَا كَانَ عَلِيمًا بِذَاتِ الصُّدُورِ تَعِينَ عَلَى الْعَاقِلَ الْبَصِيرِ أَنْ يَحْرِسُ وَيَجْتَهِدْ فِي حِفْظِ الْبَاطِنَةِ مِنَ الْأَخْلَاقَ الْرَذِيلَةِ وَاتِّصَافُهُ بِالْأَخْلَاقِ الْجَمِيلَةِ And therefore the one he said, Imam Sa'di rahimahullah ta'ala, he said that the one that is aqil, the one that has common sense, knowing that Allah knows the hidden and that which is apparent, Allah knows that which is in the intentions, Allah knows that which is in the chest, that the person that is aqil, then it's a, it's a, a must for him to purify his internal affairs, to impurify that which is in his heart, free from uh, repugnant and, 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 and evil thoughts and evil intentions and evil characters, nam or evil characteristics. And he shall adorn his inner affairs he should adorn it with beautiful intentions and good character naam wallahu alimun bidhati sudur so the heart barakallahu feekum is where the niyyah is is where the intention is and this question might be asked so why is it that when we do umrah we say labaik allahumma labaik huh before we do Umrah, are we professing our intentions for Umrah? When we say, Labaik Allahumma Labaik, or Labaik Allahumma Hajj, Labaik Allahumma Labaik Hajj, are we professing our intentions to say that we're doing Hajj al Umrah? La'a, we are not. As Ibn Uthaymeen and others have mentioned, that the Talbiyah, Labaik Allahumma Umrah, the 
the talbiya for umrah and the talbiya for hajj is like saying Allahu Akbar in salah. When we say Allahu Akbar, yani you, are, you are professing that the salah has begun. Allahu Akbar, the salah has begun. And then the rulings of salah and the rulings and those that things are prohibited to in salah begins. And likewise, when we say Labaik Allah Umrah, when we start Umrah and we say Labaik Allah, huh? then we know and we are professing the Masha'ir al-Hajj al-Umrah, that the, the rights of Hajj and Umrah begins and that which is prohibited to do in the state of Ihram and doing Umrah has now begun. Naam, so this statement of Baik Allahumma Umrah is not the same as the intentions. La is the same as the takbirat tahrim of the Salah, saying Allahu Akbar in Salah, in the beginning of Salah. Naam. Benefit number six that we can take from this hadith is a statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he says, فَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَمَنْ كَانَتْ هِجْرَتُهُ لِلدُّنْيَا يُصِيبُهَا وَمْرَأَةٍ يَنْكِعُهَا فَهِجْرَتُهُ إِلَى مَا هَجَرَ إِلَيْهِ And that is that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned two aspects here, two categories of people. The first category of, of individuals are those whose hijrah migration that they make is for Allah and His Messenger, to Allah and His Messenger. And that individual will receive a reward befitting that beautiful intention. And as for the person, the second category is the one who migrates for dunya purposes, for worldly purposes. Their reward will be according to that which they have done. Now the interesting point in this part of this hadith, yeah, ikhwatil kiram, my beloved ikhwa, is that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he said, Faman kana hijratuhu ilallahi wa rasulihi fahijratu ilallahi wa rasulihi. So whoever's intentions to Allah and his messenger, then his migration is to Allah and his messenger. Naam, whoever's migration is to Allah and his messenger, then his migration is to Allah and his messenger. So the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he repeated Whoever migrates to Allah and His Messenger, His migration is for Allah and His Messenger. His migration is for Allah and His Messenger. He repeated Allah and His Messenger again to show how beautiful this intention is. And then when he mentions for men and whoever's intention is for to do migration is for the worldly affairs or a woman to marry her and his intention is for that which he migrated for. For his migration is for that which he migrated for. So he, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, did not repeat doing it for the dunya. He did not repeat doing it for marriage. He said, And his migration is for that which he migrated for. Didn't mention it again. Didn't mention the woman again. He didn't mention uh, the dunya again to show how lowly it is for one to have that intention. That it's not worth mentioning again. 
But as for the first, and the one who migrates for Allah and his messenger, then his migration is for Allah and his messenger. Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam repeated it because of the noble, noble station of the one who has that intention. But as for the one who does it for the dunya, then his migration is for that which he migrated for. Not worth mentioning again. Doesn't deserve to be mentioned again. Showing the importance of the intention and that it must be for Allah and His Messenger, a for Allah, and that it must be in according to the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. The seventh benefit that we can take from this hadith is that <coughs> is here it shows the virtue of migration. The virtue of Al Hijrah. And that is migrating fundamentally from Darul Kufr ila Darul Islam, for migrating from uh, a, the place of disbelief to a place of belief. And some of the ulama they've mentioned that is migration from Mahal al Ma'asya al Makan al Ma'asya ila Medina or Makan al Ta'a. And that is migrating from a place where is disobedience is spread. In it to a place where obedience is spread in it. And some of the ulama have said, Al Hijra min al Makan al Bid'ah, or Makan or Makan or Buqa'a Takthur fiha al Bid'ah, ila al Buqa'a Takthur fiha al Sunnah. And that is migrating from an area where Bid'ah innovation is widespread to an area where the Sunnah is widespread. And this is some of the itlaqat of hijrah that the ulama have mentioned. And in it it also shows the permissibility of marrying and making a migration to marry. It's permissible to migrate to marry, but all you're going to get in your reward is the marriage. But it is permissible as Hafiz ibn Hajar, al-Askalani rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions that it's, there's not impermissible to do that. But your reward will not be like the one who makes his hijrah for Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And finally, the hijrah, ya ikhwah, the fundamental hijrah, as is mentioned by Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, and others, is the individual who migrates from the disobedience of Allah, tabarakah wa ta'ala, to the, to the obedience of Allah. To the obedience of Allah. فَفِرُّوا إِلَى And flee to Allah. A flee from disobeying Allah, tabarakah wa ta'ala, and flee to run to the obedience of Allah. Flee from a shirk and run towards a tawheed. Flee from bid'ah run away from bid'ah wa firru and flee to and we run to at-ta'a wa sunnah this is the fundamental meaning of a hijrah and this is the hijrah that we all can do ikhwah whether we have wealth or not we can make that migration from disobedience of Allah to the to the obedience of Allah from in our hearts 
that from loving other than Allah to loving Allah in our hearts, fearing other than Allah to fearing Allah, trusting in other than Allah to trusting in Allah, hoping in other than Allah to hoping in Allah. We make this hijrah, and this shows the importance of one fulfilling these principles of hijrah in their hearts. And then when the individual has these, this hijrah in their hearts, the hijrah of the body, the migration of the body, physically moving, when one has the ability becomes easy. So when one has the ability and one has the money, and one has the wealth, they make this migration to Allah's balad, to that place that has Darul Islam, that Islamic area and place where there is obedience, it becomes easy and is not deluded and fooled by the affairs of the dunya. He's not fooled by the affairs of the dunya. Naam, barakallahu feekum. This hadith is an amazing hadith and in it we can mention many more benefits and it will take lectures and lectures for us to go through the benefits of this hadith that is mentioned in Bukhari and is mentioned in Muslim Sahih Muslim, mentioned in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim, the two most authentic compilations of hadith the two most authentic compilations of hadith are the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam we can mention many benefits as uh, further as it relates to this amazing hadith but we will suffice with that which Allah has given us the tawfiq to cover and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to purify our intentions and to make us be from those who study and have ilm and have knowledge <coughs> so that our intentions are correct for every situation that is required, that our intentions are correct. And this requires us to have fiqh in the deen. Man deen. Whoever Allah wants good for, he gives him fiqh in the religion, understanding the religion. We have to understand where the niyyah and the intention is supposed to be. And we apply this. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us the tawfiq to be from people who have fiqh, who have ilm, knowledge, understanding, and ikhlas and sincerity was sidq. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak. Ala nabina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.